1: Welcome to The Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, the macabre murders from across the centuries, and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 55! 55.
2: Season 2, episode 3.
1: Yes, Nick will always, you'll keep count of season two. I will just keep going because I'm going, oh, it's such a big number. 55, no one's been alive for that long. It's too impressive. Yes. Yes. How are you, Nick? I'm all right. I'm on holiday. <laughs>
2: not at work, not at work. So that's quite
1: pleasant. That's what a holiday is these days, isn't it? It's just...
2: uh, yeah, I'm not gone anywhere. I've not left the house, <laughs> but I'm not at
1: work. As Patreon subscribers will know that Nick has been extremely excited all week about doing some uh-huh. DIY around his house. Yes.
2: Oh, it's been a productive day. Now, if you're not careful, everyone on the main episode will also get to listen to all the exciting things happening in my house.
1: Nick, people are gripping their cocoa that is laced with rum, <laughs> wanting to know what shit has gone down Ooh, in
2: your living room. It's exciting. I've got a big old new mirror on the fireplace. I've got some plants. I've got new curtains. A new curtain rail <laughs> that went up. have got some new pictures. It's very, very exciting. It is. Sinead's laughing at me again.
1: When I think of the curtains, because I know they're kind of, you've gotten voil and stuff, and I think of the light. Mm-hmm from Abfab fab about like swathes of sort of white voile and muslin and terracotta pots so i think i just picture your yeah. living room like that now pretty much that's what <laughs> it is well that's very yeah. nice and it's, it's delightful i'm very happy i have done no diy because i twisted my ankle on monday and are you Ow.
2: still milking the twisted ankle
1: it's it's still pretty damn swollen, my one, but um, I can take drugs now, so it's fine. Oh, that's, okay. that's that's the main thing. Yeah, I mean, not for the ankle, just you know, just for fun. Any poisonings this week? Um, no, to say I haven't been out, so no, been far too busy, focused on the DIY. I mean,
2: I've been far too busy leveling pictures and things like that, and going all there, all there. Oh, you see, um, you're
1: one of those people. And this is, again, why I get you around to help me if I do any DIY in the house. You're the sort of person who levels pictures, who gets out a spirit level. Yes, I have had the spirit level out. <laughs> you measure shit. That's what you do. Uh,
2: yeah. I've got three pictures, part of a sequence, <laughs> and they need to be equally spaced <laughs> apart. The right... Yeah. Of course you've got to measure the shit.
1: I just sort of do it vaguely by... You just
2: bang nails into oh, walls much, yeah. and see so what happens. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. So pray I don't hit a pipe. Uh, well yeah exactly uh, such things happen yes that's why I texted you after I laid my bathroom floor and went oh god <laughs> this should never have been attempted by me alone well there's no poisonings just beautiful beautiful furnishings just beautiful delightful so you things. now have a very nice poisoning parlour to welcome people in when lockdown I ends do. yes oh lovely well uh, well speaking of poisoning people in our parlours uh, I think it's time for us to thank our lovely Patreon subscribers
2: well indeed yes the extra special person thank you so much to uh, Bronwyn Cole for joining us on this exciting Patreon adventure
1: thank Thank you Bronwyn you're a very welcome to the Poisonous Cabinet Patreon episodes thank you thank you to everyone who's enjoying Patreon at the moment had a very good story huh? this week and some of you will have seen it on stories I'm surprised how many people responded when I shared mm. that god-awful picture of the story we covered on Patreon this week and everyone <laughs> knew what it was and I didn't yes well Nick yeah are you ready hmm to drink cocktails and talk about
2: poison. I mean, it's been a, I mean, it's been a week since I've last had a cocktail. So,
1: or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. No, I want a cocktail. I know, well, we'll go with the first one. Yes. Go with the first one. Yes. Yes, also, yes. lies, lies about your cocktail business, because yes. betwixt last week's episode and this, you've had a birthday, haven't I have,
2: it, you? I have had an oldening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: An oldening. That's a bit like the quickening, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's
2: a much more dramatic approach to a birthday. (laughs)
1: The oldening. My back hurts a little bit more. Right, Those young people
2: need to It Takes me an extra 10 seconds to get (laughs) up from chairs now. Um,
1: Well, happy birthday for last weekend, Nick. Yay! Thank you. But yes, it's definitely, definitely time for you to have a cocktail because we can't, we can't, we can't possibly Mm, tell a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, each week, dear listeners, we pick a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell that will flavour our... cocktail of the week so this week is nick's story hooray 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 yes and he got to choose the secret ingredient this week now say i'm annoyed by the grumbling (laughs) coming out of you from this one i have to say what's all that about okay why don't you reveal to the lovely people what this week's secret ingredient is it is a bullet a bullet yes not a court in the land would convict me of my sarcasm If they could still try for such things. (laughs) I'm sure that's under the list of um, reasons a woman's a witch. Sarcasm. Yeah, pretty much. Well, um, come on, it's not a traditional ingredient, is it? So, come on.
2: How many of our things have been traditional ingredients? (laughs) Love and art. and all that bollocks
1: sicily is the bloody one that started it <laughs> so yeah so no i think i'm entirely justified we love an inspiration as well as an ingredient and if i'm not i don't care because so. <laughs> i've done it bullet's quite sexy though yeah bullet is it number one with a bullet uh hello with a bullet
2: a b- hello you're dead with a bullet
1: <laughs> yes that's an expression isn't it something with a bullet
2: i don't know to make a
1: point we me just shoot people that's what so, do that, that, that makes a point yeah <laughs> it does make a point i find it works well <laughs> so with a bullet as your ingredient slash inspiration yes what have you come up with well uh we are having a man o' war a man o' war yes Ooh, i like the sound of that now man o' war uh jellyfish
2: jellyfish or yes jellyfish and a big boat
1: Oh, a man of war is a boat as well. I yes. just went for jellyfish. You went to a jellyfish? Jellyfish works? I was going to say octopus, actually. An octopus would be a man of war. It's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that. It's not that. It's a jellyfish. Oh, a man of war. And deadly. Deadly, isn't it? Well, indeed. Oh, yes, yeah, like poisonous
2: and, and, and scary.
1: I'm intrigued. And the thing is, you know, a man of war would use a bullet?
2: Yes. Well, it would. Yes. <laughs>
1: Have you only just figured that out?
2: no no that that wasn't the link i was going with but you're absolutely right oh, oh okay um, that wasn't the link a, there would be a plenty of bullets aboard a fighting ship He just
1: said the one i like the idea if he just brought the one along with him going ah yes, yes here we, we go i've got my bullet you why do you all guys all have more <laughs> so man of war very exciting nick has sent me a list of instructions this week so i think it's time for us to go into our isolation kitchens and shake up a storm so we'll see you in a minute we'll see you in a bit And we're back. Hello. Sue, so a man of war. Nick. Man of war. Man of war. He's a man of war. Indeed. He's seen some things. Him and his bullet. <laughs> <laughs> his one bullet. His one bullet. <laughs> it's his trusty sidekick. <laughs> he takes it along and holds it longer. Ah, me and my bullet. No one will go to war with him because he's mental. <laughs> now, it, it, it's a brown drink. It's a brown drink. It's a brown drink, and pr- we have success with brown drinks well, in stays, the past. Well, yeah, a sort of a
2: brownie hint of amber? Yeah, an ambery colour Amber drink. I drink. Like that. Maybe yes.
1: we should start calling them amber drinks rather than just brown. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it looks nice. It's quite long. So obviously, we're not allowed to to know what's in it, yeah. so we have to do the taste it first. Okay, it's it. Okay, so we're going to dive in and taste. Merry Christmas. Mm. Yes. Ooh. Yes, that is booze. It's boozy. It's pleasant. (laughs) I like that. Oh, I do like that. Mm. It's quite strong. Well, yes, it is. (laughs) oh my sir you have come on quite strong you are most bold sir yes okay i like that that seems to have all the things in it that i like
2: (laughs) it does indeed have things in it oh it
1: does oh thank god i'm not just drinking air very
2: true so well done you for guessing that
1: (laughs) yeah i like it i like it i'm
2: thinking bourbon is in here so well yes Mm. so we have indeed we've gone for bullet bourbon
1: what is our bourbon of choice is what Um, i have in the poisonous cabinet so we're going with brand names now yes
2: (laughs) bison vodka yeah yeah you started this
1: oh i blocked that out of my mind and
2: your ingredient was bison grass vodka so you can fuck off (laughs) perfectly justified
1: bison that roam
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so don't you give me any of that um all right
1: fine bullet bourbon delicious bourbon one of my delicious. favorites
2: absolutely so it's, it's the staple for the cupboard okay so
1: we got bullet bourbon so we got start. bullet bourbon
2: uh we have triple sec so an orangey Ooh. twang going on there <laughs> twang um, twang <laughs> a red vermouth a sweet vermouth mm. a lemon juice and, a, yeah, and a dash of sugar as well it is lovely this is and like... it is lovely well considering we're generally quite a fan of the bourbon drink so the red hook oh yeah Um, has gone down very well in the past which is bourbon red vermouth and maraschino so you get your fruity element from that and then yeah manhattan with the bourbon and red vermouth you you enjoy a boulevardier which is again bourbon and red vermouth and campari
1: (laughs) bourbon and red vermouth it's a marriage made in heaven absolutely there's definitely a theme going on yeah and i think we've done another bourbon cocktail before with lemon juice in it and it does work you think it's bourbon is kind of a deeper flavor i suppose you wouldn't really call it fresh and citrusy but put the together yeah.
2: and it's so rather it's, delicious
1: it's quite lovely it's so simple it's
2: so it's hmm. so yummy mm. i say i have to say it means it is lovely it's not beating a red
1: hook for me no I would still go with the red hook over this one. I would go with the red hook, but it's just different. I think red red hook is different because the maraschino cherry is a really distinctive flavour and, and it is very delicious.
2: If I had a choice of the two, I wouldn't choose
1: this I one. like this one though. I do really like it. I can this I is very quaffable. I think it's the citrusiness that makes you kinda of go, Oh, it's it's not as strong as it is, and then you're like glug glug, 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 glug. <laughs> yeah. oh, <I'm> dead. <laughs> no, I'm a fan of that with the the triple sec oh, and I'm the good. lemon and the bourbon in there, I like it. A man of war, yet gentle and lilting. <laughs>
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a resounding success. With a bullet... With a bullet, with a bullet. (laughs) Just the one. Okay, well, with our man-of-war cocktails firmly, firmly in hand, huddled towards us so no one else gets at them. (laughs) Is it time for a story, Nick?
2: It is definitely time for a story, yeah, definitely time. Time for a story. Time
1: for a story.
2: Gather round, children.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's Uncle Nick's story time. That's terrifying.
2: Yes, I'm going to do that in that voice all the way through.
1: For an yes. hour, it's me going, Oh, they died horribly. <laughs> I'm still just picturing you at the door of a gingerbread house, beckoning ch- yes. kids in. <laughs> Not to eat them, just maybe to just clean or something. Just go, Look at my curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Small hands to polish my new mirror. But yes, anyway, we're gathered round.
2: So, I mean, there's been a great deal of research and much googling of what to do. And as I said on the Patreon one this week, it's quite exciting having such a huge variety of stories it's quite difficult to decide which one to cover you're like a kid in a murdery candor store exactly mm. uh, but we've settled on this one and i've decided to keep it relatively local Ooh, okay this week well local is it we're heading back to london london we haven't been to london for a while we haven't. Uh, we've been having lots of foreign adventures and uh, we're back in london for the, the story of the bermondsey horror B- oh now i knew sinead would never cover this story <laughs> so i was quite safe <laughs> <laughs> um so and it's all mine would you like to explain why
1: <laughs> because i can't say that particular borough i can't say it it's a mental block i just and it's, it's one funny. of those ones where it's stupid it defies logic that borough i cannot help but say bermonzy every single time Bermonsie. i just go i just see the mon and it just looms out at me like the giant queue in night <laughs> it's just bermonzy but uh, I, and i can't so... and every time i have to ask how do you say it right what is it Ber- Ber- bermondsey. <laughs> bermondsey i mean to be fair i did have a stutter as a child so you're just mocking me now <laughs> I
2: mean, this is this is true this is true uh, but we are going for the story of the bermondsey horror
1: <laughs> you see you said that and i thought you were right i was like yeah because bermondsey's wrong <laughs> is the nope. is the bermondsey horror me <laughs> well, just
2: before your time <laughs> okay good
1: okay so the b- no n- n- horror yes back then (laughs) please do write in people with words that you can't say write them in the comments and then we'll try and guess how you've said them wrong
2: (laughs) um so we start our tale with maria drew now not very londonish i know but stick with me maria was born in switzerland but she emigrated to the uk at a young age and in her 20s she started working as a maid (laughs) Okay, so we are back in the Victorian era, the era oh, of good. maids and servants and all sorts of that shenanigans, which does not exist anymore.
1: Well, you do have maids still. Yes, yeah, not quite the same. Not quite not the same. Quite no, the we, same. we obviously went to that in our mind. We weren't thinking of a modern maid who was just sitting on Snapchat going, "Yeah, I'm vaguely dusting."
2: <laughs> no. And Maria is very good at her job as a maid. <laughs> no, no, was, she, no. was she
1: was she made for it?
2: Ooh. Oh, that's good. We're <laughs> done there. So, but no doubt her her French accent and her her language skills help her stand out from the crowd.
1: So she's basically a sexy French maid. Huh?
2: She's a sexy French maid, but she's she, she's bilingual. She speaks. French and English, relatively uncommon Mm, at such mm. a time. She soon makes her way up to the top and ends up as a lady's maid. Ooh,
1: ooh, prestigious, yes,
2: indeed, to the wealthy Lady Ballantyre, daughter of the Duchess of Sutherland. So quite fancy. Good
1: God, not the Duchess.
2: No, the Duchess, the daughter of the Duchess's daughter,
1: such as the Honourable such and such and
2: such such as Lady Ballantyre. Now I mean, a lady's maid is a position of quite some standing. They well, they could enjoy a lifestyle. That was way beyond that of ordinary women of the time, especially mm. if you worked for the upper echelons, as Maria did. Yeah, and it was while employed there that she developed a quite a taste for the luxurious lifestyle and the finery that she was surrounded
1: by. It was—it's a coveted, coveted position. Absolutely. You're going to be very comfortable living in a nice house, and again, when your mistress is away, you get to swan about her rooms, putting on all her stuff lounging around in silk sheets.
2: You say that but no. she if the mistress was away then you would be away as well.
1: Oh yeah. Because oh, she got that.
2: she got to travel all over the place. She got to visit the great country estates of the nobility. Oh, that's even better. She would accompany um her lady on trips abroad. So she Really had a, a quite a coveted position. Yeah, not not bad at all. It was on one of these trips abroad that she made the acquaintance of Patrick O'Connor, who worked as a, a customs officer at the London docks. So probably sorting out her leadership's baggage or something like that, she um, developed a rapport with Patrick.
1: She met a man down the dock down the docks down the docks always good sounds like a good irishman as well mm-hmm. oh indeed yes absolutely patrick o'connor patrick o'connor you can't ask for a more irish name than that you really can't no. hello <laughs> irish stereotype enter from the left <laughs>
2: now maria and patrick quickly take a, a fancy to each other patrick <laughs> obviously enamored by this young beautiful woman and maria is much taken with him older wealthier man Uh-oh, okay um, and suggests that he he contacts her. Next time he's in London, get in touch. We'll see what happens.
1: Oh, that's nice. Leave your calling card. Oh, this is lovely. This is, this is a lovely tale. I love this. This is like understairs romance. Oh, yes. <laughs>
2: and he did exactly that. A couple of months later, O'Connor arrives at the, the the house where she is living with her with her mistress. And the two of them go out to dinner. Oh, nice. It's a delightful time. I'm very
1: civilised. Oh, off to McDonald's.
2: <laughs> Maria tells them that she has also recently met someone else
1: oh the bitch no no you know what she's damn well entitled to
2: <laughs> well indeed she's met, met a chap called frederick george manning who works as a guard Ooh. on the great western railway oh no <laughs> no no doubt again dealing with some other of her ladyship's travels
1: mm.
2: baggage on and off trains and things like that she's encountered frederick manning so she's the covering the station.
1: trains and the sea
2: well, she goes wherever her ladyship train goes. guard
1: and the docks. Yes, she's, she's meeting me at every port and every at station. every port. Absolutely, <laughs> the
2: taxi cab is rife. Really. <laughs> but it is. It is seems that um, O'Connor is not dissuaded by this news, and within a fortnight, and she has received a proposal from both men. Now, Maria has a decision to make: which one is going to make the better husband? And, Mm. quite importantly to Maria, uh, which one had the most money?
1: Yes. Would you go for the guy who works down the docks or would you go for the train guard? Mm. Yeah, interesting. Frederick Manning is the
2: same age as her. By accounts, he's a a quiet, reserved chap. He has a steady but modest income from his work on the railway. Whereas O'Connor is is quite a bit older. He's full of Mm. charm. He's known to be a bit of a heavy drinker. Great. But he does have a lot of cash. He's, He's quite a wealthy man. Sign me up. Choices, choices. Which way do you go?
1: Maybe the quiet one is a dynamite in the sack, though.
2: Well, well, you never know. And Frederick does promise Maria that (gasps) he may not seem like much at the moment, but he is soon to come into money from an inheritance. um, And that once that arrives, they will never have to worry again. Ooh, red
1: flag, red flag. Well, yeah, well, indeed. I just need to get my shit together and it'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Mm -mm. Run, woman, run. In, In their courtship. Uh, Maria's, just sort of discovers that O'Connor, he's already quite a wealthy chap. He seems to have a large amount of money invested in, in railways. Actually, he owns a lot of stocks and things like that. <laughs> okay. um, so he's, he's got a bit of, yeah. bit of an income and he's got a bit of a business brain to him. But for whatever reason, the promise of an inheritance wins out.
1: Oh, and Maria what?
2: and Frederick Marry oh, in no. St. James's Church, Piccadilly, in May
1: 1847.
2: Okay, I mean... Mm. So, yeah, that's the way she's she's gone. It just
1: seems a bit foolish,
2: short-sighted, well, yeah.
1: but love, young love, young love.
2: She seems like quite a confident woman knows her own mind. Mm. Uh, Frederick's quite, I think Meek might be a bit over the top, but um, oh, he's not quite as forceful. So perhaps could be controlled a bit more. Whereas O'Connor yeah. seems to be quite confident himself and outgoing, mm. likes a bit of a drink as well. So ah. would those two really outgoing, confident personalities clash she's thinking i can probably well i'll just tell frederick what to do and he'll do it
1: he's a capricorn (laughs) she's a pisces yeah oh oh so she's gone
2: that route weak
1: meek man i shall control you (laughs) exactly what really attracted me to you is the fact that you don't say anything back to me (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) so pretty much soon after the wedding frederick gives up his job on the railway and decides they're going to start a new life together and he takes over the lease in a pub the white hut inn in taunton um somerset in sort of the west of the west of england
1: somerset
2: however this this career change does does not go well Um. he is entirely useless as a publican he doesn't have that sort of rapport with customers i think he's silent
1: and meek he's just standing there back terrified
2: i think probably to be a publican at that time you need to be quite forceful and kick drunk people out and all this sort of stuff and he's not equipped to handle that sort of role.
1: You know who would have been great at that? Paddy O'Connor. Paddy O'Connor well, yeah, would have been would, there, exactly. and rolling up his sleeves.
2: But within a year, the pair have to sell up and move back to London. Now, I don't know if Murray is still working at this point, but despite the failure of the pub venture, they do manage to scrape together enough cash to afford a fairly stylish home in miniver place in bermondsey an area in the southeast of london maria has also realized by now that this inheritance that frederick has promised was going to appear was entirely fictional
1: you see you see the lies lies, no lies
2: and don't
1: gamble on it she
2: is stuck with this relatively uninspiring man earning not a lot of money And she seriously begins to think that she has made a serious mistake. When Maria returns to London, she reaches out to her old flame, Patrick. And the two of them rekindle their friendship.
1: Sexy, sexy friendship. Sexy, sexy friendship. Yeah.
2: Maria, perhaps realizing that she was never going to get the life that she had always wanted with Frederick, and that while she may not be able to marry Patrick, she can certainly make the most of his money. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, well, okay. I have such an image in my head of what Patrick looks like and what Frederick looks like. Patrick is strong and strapping and tall well, and he works on the docks. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, he's got yeah. a good kind of beard going on. He's, he's Irish. Yeah. He can. He can. He can drink but he can handle it and he looks after himself Frederick's just some weedy thin kind of pasty frightened of the sun kind of creature Englishman yes (laughs) Yes, I I, I couldn't possibly go out can I have some coal please drinking up time is now
2: I think you're not far off the truth. Yeah, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Maria and Patrick meet up increasingly frequently. They are often seen around town together. Patrick's wealth um, enables Maria to visit places she'd always want to, and she never would with with Frederick. And he lavishes sort of nice clothes and and gifts upon her. The affair, it was an affair, was an an open secret. Patrick was a a regular visitor to the Mannings' home in in Bermondsey, often coming (gasps) to dinner. With both Frederick and Maria, oh, which I'm sure delighted, Frederick. <laughs> I mean, I wrote that, and I thought, well, perhaps it did. Perhaps that was his thing. I don't oh, know. oh, you went
1: straight for that, didn't he? Yeah. he was just quiet and like to watch. Yeah, that well, was
2: it. Sort of a bit of a cuckold thing going on. I don't know.
1: just like menage a trois, that situation. Yeah. Again, I'm still picturing long, long dining table, and Frederick at the end just picking at his one piece of lettuce leaf, <laughs> and the, the two of them at the other end just playing footsie, very obviously under the table, while he grabbed her boob. <laughs> subtle subtle <laughs> subtle oh no would you help me get this roast out of the oven downstairs in the cellar of course i will you'll stay there frederick <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: i think that's exactly how but it but you've just gone for frederick's into it he's
1: just there for it well, stirring his tea while watching <laughs> who
2: knows i don't judge um <laughs> as the affair goes on maria makes up her mind that she she has to get her her hands on connor's mu mo- O'Connor's money oh She had discovered that not only does he own large stocks in railways, but that he's actually also a part-time money lender. And the eye-watering interest rates that he charges (laughs) have increased his wealth quite substantially. Oh, Paddy. But how to get her hands on it?
1: She's doing all right at the moment. Well, well, absolutely. (laughs) I mean,
2: that's what you would think. She's obviously... She's got got two men on the go. She's got her husband at home doing the dishes. (laughs) She's got her lover sexy, gallivanting sexy around town yeah um, having a jolly time getting gifts and all that stuff. yeah
1: lavishing it with goods she's she's well looked okay i mean why it sounds like a pretty good place to be to be honest so Unless Paddy O'Connor, unless he's not very nice. Well, attracted to the money and the lifestyle, but he's turning out to be a bit of a dick. I mean,
2: as we said before, they, they he has got the reputation of a bit of a heavy drinker. You suppose so? Do we though? Yeah, but also, <laughs> well, that's true. I don't know, but um, the, yeah, but
1: you know, maybe a little bit heavy drinker, a little loose with his fists. Yes, I think back he then could, I'm, I'd like to paint him as a lovely heroic, you know, sexy character, but maybe he's a bit of a dick. Either way,
2: <laughs> they're having a jolly time. But, um, she's
1: having her cake and
2: eating it oh indeed she is on the 8th of august a note is delivered to o'connor's workplace inviting him for dinner with maria her husband would be out she said probably with like a winky face emoji at the bottom
1: or just mwa ha, ha 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 written <laughs> and then crossed out yeah <laughs> just aubergine emojis drawn on <laughs> Yes. <Yeah, exactly. laughs>
2: But it would seem that he did not get the subtle subtext of the note. Um, and Patrick arrives at Maria's that evening with a friend named Walshy.
1: Or did he get the subtle hint to well, the note? Well, you know, my, my head also went there as well, I'm thinking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Such an
1: insight into Nick's mind. Yeah, what well, it is, days. isn't it, really? Like, let's bring a friend. is her husband's away. Walshy. <laughs> Walshy. Okay, nice. Walshy. Um, Walshy.
2: <laughs> but it does rather thwart her plans for the for the evening. Oh, right. Oh, damn. As the men were leaving later that evening after dinner, a delightful dinner, no doubt, <laughs> she whispers to O'Connor that he should return the next evening and that if he came alone, there might be more on the menu than just dinner. <laughs> Is that true? That's true. That's exactly it. Is that what she said?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Indeed. Ooh. Oh, imagine she'd invited him over and she wasn't expecting dinner. And then yeah. he turns up with a friend and she has to cook dinner. she's just like oh fucking
2: anything this romantic meal for two she's got to like stretch for three (laughs) all the sexy the petals up the stairs and things she's got to get rid of those because his mates come round too oh
1: god (laughs) and he's probably eating them out of house and home if he's another Irishman he's like come on come on we'll have a big feed we'll have a big feed I'll have that wine there ah this sexy bed area I'll have a wee lie down here (laughs) he's just yelling at him as he goes out the door there was more on the menu than dinner <laughs>
2: come back tomorrow i need sex
1: <laughs> oh we can all relate
2: <laughs> the following evening okay O'Connor, <laughs> o'connor is seen by friends crossing london bridge towards bermondsey <laughs> and is noticed by neighbors smoking a cigar by the manning's back door before he goes in okay maria tells the man to wash up before dinner um and leads him into the kitchen uh, towards the sink o'connor turns towards the basin to to wash his hand maria places a pistol behind his ear and shoots him point blank range <gasps> straight through the head oh good god that's not subtle not subtle not subtle at all frederick appears from where he had been hiding oh and goes into the kitchen only to find that despite being having a bullet through his head the man is still alive (gasps) and is trying to trying to speak later in the trial in frederick's own words he says i never liked him so i batted his head with a (gasps) ripping chisel oh uh, crowbar
1: oh god (laughs) oh he crowbarred him oh bloody (laughs) hell he crowbarred
2: him she shot him through the head. He crowbarred him to death.
1: Oh, I suppose if you have a low calibre gun, if it was just a little, a lady's pistol, not to be sexist, but th- there's the kind of guns at that time you just go, ow, stop it.
2: <laughs> I mean, this this did, well, I shall, shall continue.
1: Yes. And I also like the idea she said, wash up before dinner. And I very much was picturing, can you just wash your bits, please? Over <laughs> wash, by the Wash, sink? wash, wash, your, wash bit. your bits before dinner. <laughs> wash,
2: the, wash the boys in the sink wash. and then you find... <laughs> Give him, a, give him a rinse and then we'll get to it. Rinse the potatoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the couple bury his body in a grave they have already dug and um, below the flagstones in the kitchen. Ah. Then they, they cover him in quicklime um, before replacing the tiles. The pair then sit and eat their dinner in silence mm-hmm. in the same kitchen above the freshly dead body of maria's lover
1: oh that's a that's a that's a tableau isn't it (laughs) it really is isn't it
2: (laughs) The, the single bullet was eventually recovered from inside patrick's skull having lodged itself above his right eye so he went in the back through his braid and got stuck on the inside of his skull oh that's not pleasant not fun not fun the following day maria goes off to o'connor's lodgings manages to con her way into his rooms where she systematically goes through every cupboard every drawer every pocket of clothing stripping the place bare of everything of value including all his share certificates and any jewellery, watches, coins that she can put her hands on. She goes back the following day to make sure there's, she hasn't missed anything.
1: Okay. <laughs> just,
2: to be, just to be doubly sure that there's no hidden treasure anywhere else. Two days pass, and the Mannings start to think they've got away with this. Mm. But then they get a fright when two of O'Connor's customs colleagues from the docks come to the house looking for him. Apparently, he, has, he told his friends that... He was going there on the evening of the 9th to have a meal. Um,
1: yeah, that's exactly what he told his friends, isn't it? <laughs> Down the docks. I'm going to go to this woman's house to have a meal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Said, yeah, he talked a lot about shagging you. So, yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> Maria admits that he... That he had indeed eaten with them, but the day before, on the 8th, when he came with his friend, Walshie, wash it, wash Um, it. not seen him since, not seen him since then. And off the, the work colleagues go. But leaving Maria and Frederick thoroughly unnerved and increasingly paranoid, the couple eventually managed to convince themselves that these two men were in fact not patrick's work colleagues but detectives in disguise
1: oh right <laughs>
2: the, the paranoia has reached such a, a point that they think they're being spied upon from all angles
1: well yeah i guess you would and they
2: decide to leave london immediately
1: yes leave this troublesome borough that we can't pronounce. um
2: maria sends frederick off to try and sell their furniture their belongings cash it in as quick as he can Get the money, we can go. As soon as he leaves the house, Maria packs four trunks with everything of value and orders a cab and scarpers <gasps> to King's Cross.
1: Oh, she's left him.
2: She's double-crossed him. No. She's run with all the cash, all the valuables that she's taken out of uh, Patrick O'Connor's oh. uh, lodgings. She's scarped with them. Oh,
1: she a bitch. She (laughs) She
2: goes to Kings Cross Railway Station where she catches a train to Edinburgh. When Frederick returns to the house, he discovers Maria and anything... Of worth has gone and he realised that he has been double crossed um, and betrayed and he decides to flee as well and he decides <laughs> to leave the country and he goes by train and ship to Jersey oh oh very nice Channel Islands v- very so nice. completely opposite directions yeah exactly yeah. probably a good
1: idea <laughs> Jersey very nice I think I've never been I have no to I've never been I've never I've seen lovely videos it's, it's very nice <laughs>
2: <laughs> O'Connor's colleagues who were in fact just worker colleagues and not secret police had by this time reported him missing to the actual place oh good and express their suspicions and weird goings-on at the mannings place they said he they were sure that he said he was going there on the 9th the police decide to pay a visit to minerva place and discover the house abandoned searching through the house to see what's going on an eagle-eyed detective notices that the mortar between two of the flagstones in the kitchen is still loose and still damp uh. The flagstones are lifted, revealing the battered, bloody, partially dissolved, thanks to the quicklime, body of Patrick O'Connor. Alarm bells go off throughout London. Um, The call goes out to track down frederick and maria manning neighbors say that they've seen maria leaving in a cab with her trunks full of her ill-gotten gains and her movements are traced to king's cross station where guards report that a couple of days before a woman with a a strong french accent um, Mm -hmm. matching maria's description had boarded the 615 train to edinburgh under
1: the name mrs smith very very british very 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 (laughs) my name is mrs Mrs. smith Smith. Smith. (laughs) mrs smith no one will ever suspect me bun i love the fact in all of these accounts that there are hundreds of witnesses not hundreds but you know enough witnesses people are standing around going yes we did notice this woman boarding a train that's not unusual
2: (laughs) you're in a train station yeah
1: you're in a train station i saw this woman specifically at this time maybe she's just massive cans and everyone was looking at (laughs) well i mean obviously in a french sexy french maids outfit sexy french maids (laughs) outfits going on yeah, you couldn't um, miss her. Yeah. You couldn't miss her. Yeah, yeah, she definitely bought it <laughs> that. I looked for a long time.
2: The London detectives telegraph their Scottish counterparts to be on the lookout for this woman. Yeah. But it turns out Maria is already in custody.
1: What? Okay. She has
2: tried to sell some of O'Connor's railway stock to a broker to figure up some cash. But the brokerage firms have already been alerted that some railway stocks have been stolen. Uh, they've Ooh, been a good like, telegraphed. Yeah, they've been like telegraphed directly, going like, these stock numbers have... Uh, have uh, gone missing yeah, yeah, yeah. beware um, and when asked how she's come into these stocks she tells them that she has inherited them from her father mr robertson this doesn't really seem to fit with her thick french accent her father mr robertson she's mrs smith she's obviously french <laughs> um, <laughs> and it arouses the suspicion of the brokers and they report her to the police uh-huh. and she is arrested for what well, they think for fraud
1: oh yeah
2: But then the cable comes from London, much more serious than that. Maria is returned to the capital where she is charged with murder and held in horsemonger lane jail.
1: Oh, that's a terrible name.
2: I know <laughs> Frederick is able to evade arrest for another week before he is caught. He's staying in Saint Helier on Jersey, mm. but he begins to draw attention to himself by drinking huge quantities of brandy um, each day. <laughs> and he's <laughs> and a thin, very, slight very man. Dry. Yeah, he's he's obviously got some troubles because he's knocking this back. And there is a chance encounter with a man who he had known in London. Mm. Um, and as soon as he has this encounter, he flees again to the town of Saint Lawrence. The man who had spotted Manning read about the case in the papers when he returned to london and lost no time in going to the police going he's in jersey i I saw him there last week Oh,
1: nice nicely done nicely done
2: yeah and on august the 21st frederick is arrested they're moved from horsemonger lane jail to newgate prison (laughs) for the trial which opens at the old bailey on thursday the 25th of october the trial lasts two days (laughs) frederick and maria they are individually represented they have their own defence council.
1: Well, yeah, yeah.
2: Who try to shift the blame onto each other. <laughs> First, one council is saying Maria did it, Maria's counsel saying Frederick did it. And they seem to expect that what, the other one is going to take responsibility for this. He's, he's going to fall on their sword and say, yes, it's all me, and let the other one go free. That does not happen.
1: No, you, you they, think maybe there are there are some cases where if you assign blame and you you stack up the evidence, you hope someone else will crack. That's usually after months and months and months of a very big murder trial. After two days, just shows two, they two went, days. no,
0: they did it, they,
1: they did, did it. it. She did it, she told me She to. did it, she come did on, it. admit it, admit it. They've just got a big stick Like, come on, come on, come on. When it it
2: wasn't successful at all. At the end of the trial, it takes the jury forty five minutes to (laughs) find them both guilty. It's
1: again another case of one minute of 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 agreeing that they're both guilty, (laughs) and forty four minutes of enjoying the lovely, lovely spread that was put on. Exactly, (laughs)
2: enjoying the buffet and going. We need to make this seem like much
0: longer. Exactly, Um. more
1: sandwiches and more gin,
2: please. Yes. Mm. Now, during the the brief trial, Maria had. Held her head high, maintaining her innocence throughout. And as the judge sentences them, sentenced them both to death, she entirely loses her composure. She screams and she rages, Ooh. railing at the against the judge, and she launches a furious tirade against the jury, claiming that such an injustice would never have happened in Switzerland. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, the British are all bastards for for convicting me like this would never have happened in switzerland
1: i really think that they probably would have convicted i think it would have absolutely (laughs) yes yeah for sure the swiss are known for their efficiency
2: (laughs) (laughs) they are taken back to newgate and then across to across london to horsemonger lane jail to await their executions she apparently asked the warders escorting her how they had liked her performance in court Wow. Um, Oh, (laughs) I like it. Probably all an act, Um, but how had she done? They were scheduled to die in two weeks, but Maria refuses to give up the fight. She writes to Queen Victoria, appealing for mercy. Of course. In her letters, she addresses the Queen as an old friend. My dear Victoria. Oh, that's a
1: little bit informal, isn't it?
2: Now... It is, but I think perhaps in Maria's mind, because her previous employer, Lady Ballantyre, her mother was the Duchess just, of Sutherland, oh, yeah. who had been a friend of Queen Victoria's oh, quite legitimately. Okay. And Maria had indeed been at a number of fancy events where the Queen had been in attendance. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, she was just a maid, so she would have never have met the Queen or probably even seen her, let alone spoken to her.
1: Even if but they had... Were- You're not on first name basis with the Queen. Exactly. It's just, I've met you once. All right, Vic. All right, Vic. How's it doing? (laughs) I saw you in a
2: carriage coming up to the house (laughs) out of a window.
1: And we connected.
2: Mm. We connected. Can you get me out of this? Um, Unsurprisingly, she doesn't hear back. Good God. Now, in desperation, she attempts to take her own life. Now, this was a relatively common occurrence in prisons. Before they're executed, can I get it over and done with any easier, more quickly? And... Women sentenced to death are surrounded by wardresses. Yes. And not warders, but wardresses. Um, 24 hours a day, Maria is forced to share her tiny cell with three other women, Mm. whose only job is to prevent her from harming herself while she waits for execution. One evening, stupidly, all the women are asleep at the same time. Seems unwise. And Maria attempts to strangle herself mm. and to slit her own throat with her fingernail she like, fingernail. sharpens her fing- she sharpens her fingernail mm. and she attempts to jab it into her her throat to, to kill herself the, the the noise and the commotion wakes up these women um, and it takes all three of them to restrain Maria and to prevent her from harming herself, which they do successfully on the morning of Tuesday, the thirteenth of November eighteen forty nine Frederick and Maria Manning are led to the roof of horsemonger Lane jail the the raised roof is the, the perfect stage to allow thirty thousand spectators to get a perfect view. <laughs> of this ex- uh, this execution one writer from the times writes the following and i'm going to read this out yep. i was a witness to the execution at horsemonger lane this morning i went there with the intention of observing the crowd gathered to behold it and i had excellent opportunities of doing so at intervals throughout the night and continuously from daybreak until after the spectacle was over I believe that a sight so inconceivably awful as the wickedness and levity of the immense crowd could be imagined by no man and could be presented in no heathen land under the sun. When I came upon the scene at midnight, the shrillness of the cries and the howls that were raised from time to time made my blood run cold. When the day dawned, thieves, low prostitutes, ruffians and vagabonds of every kind flocked onto the ground, with every variety of offensive and foul behaviour, fightings, faintings, whistling, brutal jokes, tumultuous demonstrations of indecent delight. (laughs) when the sun rose brightly as it did it gilded thousands upon thousands of upturned faces so inexpressibly odious in their brutal mirth or callousness that a man had cause to feel ashamed of the face he wore and to shrink from himself as fashioned in the image of the devil now that writer yeah. It's Charles Dickens. Yes!
1: <laughs> yes! Um,
2: who was there observing this spectacle. I was um.
1: thinking during this, I was like, oh, I bet you this is the kind of case that Charles Dickens would cover and I was thinking oh we must find more cases that Charles Dickens wrote about yeah there he is there he is written by Charles Dickens he did love to say about any kind of case oh how could anyone how could anyone stand to look at this sort of thing how could anyone stand to look at this uh, these hangings and this uh, justice being meted out and it seemed like he wrote that about a lot of trials he he went to a lot
2: of them I mean also he based um, there's a character in Bleak House that is based upon Maria Manning Um, I think one of the maids i've not lady, read lady like hortensia or something like that is based yeah. upon maria manning um mm. and from the witness that he he saw her execution
1: it does sound like a night of debauchery quite i frankly. mean it really does I mean, they're, Charles Dickens actually... was just watching from a rooftop while yeah. just sketching it the whole time i really. mean the
2: execution is in the morning but the crowds have started to gather from the previous day well then um, ex- they're executions... in for the night
1: yeah, execu- public executions were a cause for... It was some, It was the only entertainment you had. Yeah, absolutely. You to, equivalent, think of Netflix or any kind of live sporting event. <laughs> then people are going to turn up the night before. Low prostitutes, I do like that as well. Low prostitutes. You, low I mean, you're, you're, prostitutes. You're, good,
2: you're high prostitutes, you're good class prostitutes. They they wouldn't be seen dead in such a place. No,
1: exactly. But all but the others were the ruffians are, are out for a good night and then, yeah, you end the night with a hanging. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: As the couple ascend the scaffold, um, Maria is dressed immaculately. Ankle-length black satin dress, um, edged in black lace. Uh, She has a black silk handkerchief covering her face, tied around her face, Mm. um, underneath her veil. The crowd go quiet, and when the trap opened and the couple dropped, a huge cheer goes up that is heard across London. They hung for an hour before being cut down and buried within the prison yard as it is reported hugely on the next day. Many of the other reports mainly focused on what she was wearing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Death, but make it
2: fashion. Death, but make it stylish. What was she wearing? What What was she she wearing? wearing? (laughs)
1: They're shouting that out as she goes up the gallows. Who are you wearing? Who Who are you wearing? wearing? (laughs) 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 Yes, it's Versace for the gallows. Yes, that's (laughs) what people were worried
2: about. And it's the story of Maria and Frederick Manning. The Burmans and the Burmans' Horror.
1: The Bermondsey Horror. Yes, very good. I did it. Yay. Oh, good story. Now, it's interesting they say the Bermondsey Horror. It's not that horrifying. No, it's not that horrifying. No, I, I would agree. expect more hacking of limbs and yeah. faces
2: being torn off. Absolutely. But it's maybe one, I'm warped. One dead person. No, I no, I entirely agree. When I saw that, I thought, mm. ooh, perhaps there's like lots of dead people. But no, I mean, one person shot. I mean, it's a sad thing, obviously. But yeah. um, I don't think it quite warrants the, the title of horror.
1: No. Probably at the time it was just, oh, what a horror to have been found. Yeah, another yes, murder maybe so. Yes, maybe so. Yeah, uh, maybe so. And a maid, a maid doing this, a woman of lower class doing this. Oh, she could come into your house and do the same thing. I love <laughs> the story there because it's a proper, ooh, it, there was all sorts of characters in there and there was all sorts <laughs> of emotions word. and everything. Oh, yeah, I was in it for the <laughs> ride. I was in it for the ride. Yeah, paddy O'Connor, he seemed like a nice man. Just shag him and marry him. Just, just... didn't even marry him. Just shag him
2: get him to buy you nice things continue your unexciting well precisely Life with Frederick you could have had a very pleasant life, but no, mm. you got greedy. You got greedy, the, Maria.
1: Exactly. And the two of them hang together. Yeah, Hang and drop their...
2: there. There is a report as well that they reconcile On the way to the gallows, they kissed and reconciled.
1: Um, oh. On the way, oh, as, as oh. they walked up to the gallows. That's quite sad, really, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Oh, it's a good story. Oh, I'm just, yeah, now I'm thinking. Oh, the Char- I, I do love the Charles Dickens reports because... <laughs> it's not the first time that we've had reports from charles dickens who was a journalist before he was a novelist and and while he was a novelist as well and was sent out and had you know the most magnificent turn of but sent out to report on i suppose to provide social commentary
0: yes yeah, absolutely, on the
1: events of the day or events of the time and yeah there was a lot of cases of murdering cases that we've come across in this podcast that oh yeah charles dickens talked about that you think it's it happens more than you think and him talking going oh it's awful it's the worst thing the worst examples of man going well stop going to these things <laughs> charles stop standing there watching the prostitutes shagging everyone going yeah yeah they were there at night time i was there until the morning i mean it's also,
2: it's also been the worst examples of man for the past three months <laughs> every, every, every Saturday for the past three months you've seen the worst examples of man.
1: So the worst examples of man and yet suddenly, oh my god, the next time there's the worst it's examples of this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> People, can you pronounce bermondsey Nice. Well done. Yes, yeah, I've done it. I've done it. This will all go out of my head later. Yes, do do write <laughs> in with the words that you can't pronounce. But what do you think? What do you think of the Bermondsey horror? What do you think of maids, sexy French maids, trying to kill people? <laughs> I'm, I know I'm painting her as a sexy French maid the whole way through that story. I was like, she's still wearing her maid's outfit, talking in a French accent. That's why you're everyone entirely wrong, noticed because she her. was
2: a sexy Swiss maid,
1: French-speaking Swiss. I mean, it's sexy nonetheless. The Swiss <laughs> are the best ones. <laughs>
2: Excellent watches, excellent watches. <laughs> Very good timekeeping on the Swiss maids.
1: <laughs> sexy, sexy Swiss maid wandering around killing people. Well, what do you think? Do you know the story? Do you have theories? Do you have pictures in your head of how all these people looked as they were enacting these crimes? <laughs> and yes, dead with a bullet, a bullet to the head. The first story we've done with a gunshot. Really, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Absolutely and that was the kid. and a crowbar nicely finishing it oh, yeah, off and as a well finishing finish it
2: off with a crowbar so you've got, you've got your money's worth
1: and, I, and again I, I think that we would feel hard done by if it was just a shooting Well yeah we I mean, that's, to see that, a clubbing yeah. as well well
2: exactly you've got, to, you've got to vary it a bit you've got to have something yeah. a bit more interesting
1: And then sprinkle with quicklime. Quicklime is also always, always a good, a good option (laughs) when disposing of a body. So tell us what you think of the story. Tell us more stories from this era, more Victorian murders, more early murders, more slightly later murders with weird, strange stories behind them and exciting killing mechanisms. I'm just going to go with that. Killing mechanisms or methods. Methods. (laughs) Methods. Um, No, mechanisms. 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 It's more you scientific. are
2: making it sound like a big like, contraption going on with cogs.
1: Tell me that you don't want a story oh, that no, involves I really that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with a contraption that went wrong and <laughs> <Love> <laughs> in, involved these people being caught because it was too <laughs> ambitious. Send us more of your stories and ideas. And for goodness sake, try A Man of War. Because goddammit, that's delicious.
2: It's a tasty drink. Yeah. I've knocked back too. So hurrah. As have I. As have <laughs> I. And you can probably tell by now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why I had to repeat many of my words.
1: <laughs> no one will notice that because I will have edited those bits out and I just leave me rambling at the end, go, Yeah, 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 yeah. Ba da ba ba. No, the man of war, delicious drink. And you'll probably have by now, dear listeners, most of the ingredients in your cupboard. Mix one up. Tell us what you think about it. Tell us what you think. It's really really lovely we urge you to get into a bourbon cocktail if you are like us previously that only ever been kind of oh light not not bourbon bourbon whiskey not our thing oh the bourbon cocktails have been a revelation and this is a new one that i love that i'm gonna make nine more in a minute excellent yeah i'd have to work tomorrow and you with my bullet guy uh Bullet. Uh, but I think I'm justified in that. Every now and then, no, you're not. we do this no. every time. If we throw in a weird ingredient in inspiration, we give each other <laughs> shit for it. It's what we live That's for. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay. If you haven't already, people, come and join us on Patreon a new episode every single week as well as more bonus content lots of fun to be had
2: this week's one was especially good i have to say it it was was very
1: very good good. it was very very funny you nick has gone wild on season two he's so excited and so happy just finding the weirdest shit possible (laughs) yep i like the weird ones (laughs) exactly and it, it, it it was it was a journey It was a journey that we took on Monday, (laughs) people. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye.